Hey there, Bulldogs, and welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Tassel. This is your host, Carla Quintanilla. I am a marketing major at the sales class of 2021, and I am so delighted to be hosting this podcast with the purpose of reconnecting with our alumni and informing current students like you about the endless possibilities beyond college. Prepare to be inspired through the incredible stories of our alumni and learn valuable insights from their career journey. We are here to help you spark your career curiosity and encourage you to begin exploring your future possibilities. Now, without further ado, let's get started with this week's guest. Well, hello, everybody, and Happy New Year. 2021 has arrived, and I am feeling excited, and I am feeling hopeful for this upcoming year. I think I can sense um, this energy of improvement in the air as everyone is just wanting to make this year a little bit better than the last. Uh, 2020 has been the infamous year of of crazy things happening in our world, and um, I think we all deserve this new beginning. And so without further ado, I'd love to introduce the first alumni of the year, Julian Gateau. Julian is an alumni class of 2018, and he graduated with a marketing degree from DeSales, but Julian was also heavily involved with uh, things at DeSales while he was in college, and he did Bulldog Bash. He hosted Bulldog Bash. He was a career ambassador, and he also dabbled in film, so he was also up in Labuda doing some film projects. Now, Julian today is a client service representative at Viacom CBS. So today you're going to hear Julian talk about his work ethic, his goals, and his commitment to the industry and what he does. He talks about his work routine, commuting to Times Square, living in New Jersey and working in Times Square, his productions, uh, in film and his podcast, as he is also a podcast host, and also, most importantly, how certain opportunities at DeSales inspired his future professional choices in his career to develop himself. So without further ado, I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Julian. Hi, Julian. Welcome to the Beyond the Tassel show. We are so happy to have you, and I'm, I'm so excited to talk to you. Hey, Carla, how are you? Thank you for having me. I'm super excited and yes, thankful for this opportunity. Of course. And, you know, we go way back to this summer when we first started talking. So Julian and I have been connected since the quarantine when I first came up with the idea of the podcast. And I went to him knowing that he was a podcast host himself. Um, so now it's like we've, we've come for full circle and now you get to be on the show, which I'm so happy. I mean, of course, you, the main theme of this of this conversation is getting into your dream company. But before that, I want to start with um, knowing more about your DeSales experience. Why DeSales? Like, tell me the story about how you ended up at DeSales and what was your major? Yes. Uh, first off, thank you for having me. I'm super thankful that we connected in the summer as well. Um, that ga- uh, uh, gave us a chance, you know, to get familiar with each other and learn about, you know, what our visions are and goals are. And, and when you had the, the idea for this, uh, definitely was excited for everyone and I'm glad it's what it is now. Um, 
But as far as my experience, um, prior to DeSales University, I was a student at Liberty High School. And um, accounting was something that uh, I had on my mind. I had a couple of classes in my um, senior year in accounting classes. And um, I started looking for you know schools locally um, that offered that major. And also I was a track and field member at Liberty High School. And I uh, was specific in you know having uh, that school make sure there was a track team. So um, it, I narrowed it down to two colleges that were near me, uh, Moravian um, and DeSales University. And I did a tour at Moravian and I did a overnight stay at DeSales University. And mm -hmm. I think the biggest difference for me um, was that DeSales felt uh, like home. It felt uh, uh, like a togetherness. I had the chance to, you know, uh, stay overnight with um, a student who was a accounting major and, and you know, walk around with him, go to class with him. And yeah. it really gave me a chance to, you know, feel what it would be like, you know, at the school. And, um, you know, I had to make the decision and I, I chose the sales and I'm so grateful I did because um, I don't know where I would be without them. Yeah, that's wonderful. And what, so what was your, once you, you decided at the sales and you got well established at the sales, what was the, what was your involvement like with the college, with the sales? And, you know, can you mention maybe like some of your best memories or activities that you did uh, throughout your college career? Yeah, uh, most definitely. Uh, as soon as I got to the sales as a freshman, um, I participated in the uh, track and field team. And I, I met so many great, you know, friends and individuals that, you know, I still have to this day from that track team. And I was competing um, at a high level against, you know, um, uh, very strong athletes. And um, when I got into my sophomore year, I just continued, you know, the track pursuit. Um, but then into junior year, uh, I started, you know, dabbling in, you know, fun events like um, there is an event where it's called the sales dancing with athletes, where you mm. pair up 12 dance majors and 12 uh the sales athletes uh you put them <laughs> together and they bust the move for charity and uh wow. i participated junior year yeah and uh that made me realize you know how much you know i had the potential to you know be more than um an athlete and mm -hmm. um dance is a, a a big part of you know my um my journey and so mm -hmm. much of my passion that i knew implementing it in um, an event in the sales was, you know, yeah. going to give me a chance to really uh, be more of myself. But my, one of my fondest memories is most definitely um, the, the sales university bulldog bash. It okay. um, is a huge event um, run um, by the, the sales university um, admissions office. And you, you bring in about 500 prospective students to, you know, our, our gymnasium and we transform it into a big, um, you know, welcoming event. And they come with their parents, um, all of this, the, the sales clubs, faculty and students um, come. And, you know, when you host the event, you present, you know, the president, you present different individuals to share like what this school has to offer. There's entertainment, yeah. there's live music. And um, I think that day, you know, really um, solidified 
you know, what I actually, you know, had the potential of, you know, being and doing. And um, I think that it's one of my fondest memories at the sales university um, yeah. to this day. And, and this is freshman year because I believe you got to host the Bulldog Bash later after you graduated. Am I wrong? Um, so yeah, track and field was freshman and sophomore year. Okay. Um, the sales dancing with athletes was junior year. And then, yes, yeah, same junior year was uh, the Bulldog Bash 2017. And then senior year, Bulldog Bash 2018, where I had to re-audition. Wow. And uh, we did it all over again, but bigger. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh my gosh. And so, well, I want to talk a little bit about dancing, right? You said that that's, that's something that you have, um, you know, you have a passion for, but where did that spark from? And and did you ever consider going into dance, into a dance major? Yeah, dance stems um, as long as I can remember, maybe, you know, five or six where in the household, my parents would, you know, <laughs> play, you know, music all the time and have concerts playing. And um, it wasn't until seventh where I actually joined the dance team and we we're performing on stage pep rallies you know, going to competitions in Hershey Park. And wow. I, I really got a, a a rush, a passion for, you know, wait, this is something I really love. And, you know, every day after school, of middle school, I would go home and, you know, film myself dancing and, you know, critique myself and watch videos. And, you know, eventually uh, after middle school, high school, I, I, I was like, okay, let's go into this track thing in college. But dance found its way back, you know, to awesome. me. And, um, yeah, I, I started using it, um, you know, to just put smiles on people's faces and entertain. Um, so, so Julian, Thank what, you. what are some choices? Cause I want to talk about like, what can students do? Um, what can people do during college that can help them in the long term? And so can you think of anything that you did, uh, to sales and during college that, that were some of the best choices you could, you could have taken because now, like, because of those experiences um, has helped you grow today. Yeah, I definitely recommend to, you know, get involved in something you're super passionate about um, outside of your major. Uh, for example, if it's a, a club, um, if it's a, a meeting, you know, every single week with, a couple of students um, and will enjoy this one thing. Um, I think that definitely separates yourself from, you know, hires, you know, potential candidates in um, positions that you uh, interview for where, you know, all you have is, you know, the classes you went to. You want to be able to speak about different subjects at that interview. Uh, yeah, I was, you know, on the track and field team. Yeah, I was part of, you know, this the sales university you know, um, student government, you know, like, I think that is such uh, an importance that I've realized in uh, my interviews after college, where they ask you, you know, what you did outside of academics. Um, so that's one part. Uh, another part I would say is, um, you know, during your um, acad academia, if you're, you know, ever struggling, um, don't be afraid to reach out to, you know, um, the ARC, you know, the Academic yeah. Resource Center. Um, if you have uh, interest in wanting to do an internship in the future, don't be afraid to, you know, 
um, go to the career development center and ask, you know, what kind of internships are around here and right. um, really, you know, grasp and take control of, you know, your future and sculpt it. You know, you, you say you want to, you know, get into, you know, the sports, you know, marketing world, what kind of, you know, sports marketing is in the Lehigh Valley start, you know, yeah. you know checking that out. And um, yes. those are some proactive things um, I recommend that um, definitely have been a, a big um, game changer in my future um, as right. far as decisions go. Yeah, that's a great advice that people, anyone listening right now who might be feeling, especially going with what's going on today. Um, but but like you said, there are so many resources that the sales offers and it's just a matter of being aware of those things and taking advantage and and getting out of your comfort zone and actually pursuing something outside of the classroom or outside of your major. Um, because, you know, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, for example, you, uh, even though you are a marketing major, a business major, you took a class in, in film in the film department. And because of that, you're able to, you know, so tell, tell us a story about that. Tell us a story about how and why you decided to take that <laughs> class. Um, even though it wasn't part of your major. Yeah, so basic operations, um, TV and film. Um, it was something I had such a, a large interest in. Uh, a lot of my friends on the track team were TV film majors. And, you know, film in general and TV in general were something that, you know, something that struck me, you know, as far as being, um, you know, a potential um, passion that I could develop. And I was just so curious. So um, I had an elective free to, you know, take a class and that's the class I chose. You know, I, I go in and, you know, the professor is telling me about all of his experiences, um, telling me about um, all of, you know, the commercials he's had a chance to be a part of, you know, the films he has a chance to be a part of. And I'm just, you know, in awe and I'm looking at the syllabus of, you know, what, you know, we have to do coming up in the class and I see, you know, shoot a short film, shoot a commercial. I'm, I'm like super excited because, you know, now we're going to have, you know, access to um, what they call the cage in TV film, which is where they have all of their cameras, all of the equipment. And I'm just uh, excited to, you know, get started on these things. And, you know, during that class, I learned so much. I met so many people that, you know, till this day, um, there's individuals in that class um, classmates are, we're still collaborating on projects today, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, when you really have a passion, you know, for, or an interest in something, go, you know, no matter what your major is and, uh, TV film, basic operations was definitely a game changer for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And you know what, personally, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have thought about taking a, a class outside of my department. Um, especially at Labuda, right? Like, especially in like, yeah. uh, but, but that option is there for us, like explore those different paths that maybe we're just one class can change your, your game like you. So now I'm going to have to look into that <laughs> for my next semester. Uh, <laughs> and okay. So, so that was awesome. Like all of these enriching experiences for you for, throughout college that you expanded yourself, you grew personally, you grew as a, as a student. And then it was time for you to move on. And, and that's why you're here, right? Like beyond the tassel after graduation, um, you had your mm -hmm. eye on Viacom 
the company and, and you had your eye pretty set for that. So um, tell us the story about what, how did you, how did you learn about Viacom and like, you know, what, what is it about it that you found it intriguing? And then how did you go about actually getting the job there? Which again, congratulations, that's where you are now. And you fulfilled that um, dream <laughs> that you wanted to uh, after college. So, you know, take us, take us back Thank to you. that. Take us back to the story of how you found out about the company, how you got involved with the company, and then finally getting your role. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so senior year, I had the opportunity to interview uh, to be a career ambassador on campus. And um, this was at the Career Development Center. And um, it's run by, you know, Kristen, um, Mel, and Kathy. And um, we just meshed, you know, we had the opportunity to, you know, connect with, the, with one another and, you know, really um, push the mission of what the Career Development Center um, uh, was uh, wanting to do on campus. And uh, I think we were a part of maybe 15 to 18 um, career ambassadors in total. And mm. um, these are all students, you know, that work at the Career Development Center. And every year we do a trip called the Winter Retreat. You know, we go to a company and we, you know, see what it's like to, you know, work there, see what it's like to, um, you know, be an employee there and what's the culture like. And the year that I was there, um, 2018, our trip was at Viacom. And as soon as that was announced, I, you know, legit fell to the floor when Kristen said, yeah, we're going to go and, you know, visit Viacom in New York. Cause it had yeah. been known uh, that that was something that was just always on my mind. And um, mm -hmm. she pulled some strings and um, we all took a trip to New York. We, had a tour um, by um, Larry Laurie, class of 2012. He's now a production um, assistant at Viacom. Mm. He's the son of Amy Laurie from Admissions. So, you know, with we eventually had the opportunity to have a tour by him. So I think we woke up super early to hop on, you know, a bus to get to New York, all of the career ambassadors together. Yeah. And we're having a tour of, you know, Viacom. And, you know, my jaw is to the floor as well as, you know, um, rest my, the rest, you know, of, of the group. And um, it was that day in that moment where, you know, I really realized that was somewhere I saw myself. You know, mm -hmm. I'm originally born and raised in Queens, New York. I lived there for about 10 years. So New York was something that was sentimental to me. And I wanted to go back there and work there. Mm -hmm. And uh, Viacom seemed like that was it. And, you know, Larry tells us his story during his, you know, presentation, you know, we're getting a tour, you know, we're learning, I'm asking questions, everyone else is asking questions. And a lot of ind individuals that day was very interested in the company. And when I went home that day, um, I wrote a note to myself, you know, that said, I will work at Viacom. I folded <laughs> it up and I slipped it under my mattress. And, oh my you know, God. every single day, you know, I reached out to individuals who worked at the company. I, you know, emailed, I researched and, you know, I, I, I just wanted to be in the, of how an individual would get an opportunity to work there. Yeah. And 
um, fast forward, you know, seven months of, you know, doing that and just reaching out and going on informational calls, you know, in between classes where, you know, I'm asking individuals, you know, what's your day to day like, you know, I'm speaking with people that actually work there and they're connecting me to more people and it's growing and growing and graduation occurred. And I'm still in this Viacom pursuit, this mindset. Like I remember this trip I've made and I really want to be here. Mm-hmm. And I was at an internship at the time. Um, this is a, a month after graduation. And um, I had the opportunity to, you know, attend uh, a networking event um, called uh, the third annual speed networking event by NAMIC. And this was an event where you legit, you know, network with individuals who are in um, the media companies like HB Netflix, Hulu, Viacom. And mm-hmm. you have all these people in a room and you you put on your best suit and you you go through um, little sessions where you're sitting down with someone from, you know, uh, Viacom. You're sitting down with someone from HBO and you have 10 minutes to, you know, get to know them, share who you are. And the buzzer goes off and you just switch to the next person and you just keep switching and switching. And you have four individuals to do this with but the cool thing is you get to choose these four individuals and i chose everybody from viacom all hr just so i can get a a better familiarization of what it is and how it is you get there and um to rewind the way i learned about this event was dming a former nickelodeon intern on instagram so my pursuit after graduation to keep learning about how to get your foot in the door didn't stop after graduation. It was DMing people who used to intern there, you know, and yes. it's like, it's, they don't know me, but I'm introducing myself. Hey, my name is Julian Gateau. I just graduated from the sales university. Yes. I had an opportunity to take this trip. Um, I see you used to be a former intern. I would love to learn, you know, how yeah. you know, one would get their foot in the door. And um, she forwarded me her name is Carla too. Amazing. <laughs> um, she forwarded me um, on a flyer for this event, you know, the speed networking event, you know, I, yeah. I purchased the ticket to, you know, get on the bus to go to this event. Um, mm-hmm. After the event, I networked and started following up right after, you know, um, the event was over. And one of the members who worked in HR, you know, really saw something in me and, she forwarded my resume to um, my now boss and said, hey, this is an individual who, you know, is interested, you know, in this role. She saw me in the system that I had applied to, you know, so many different roles. And um, yeah. I get a, I get a, a call. Hey, we would like you to, you know, come down for an interview. And, you know, my jaw dropped and I almost dropped my phone because <laughs> um, interviews aren't as common, you know, for roles like right. this. And, you know, I, you know, put on my best suit. I, you know, get the ticket to, you know, get to this interview on time. And um, I get to the interview and I get interviewed by, you know, two individuals. And, you know, I felt good about the interview. I I reached out to um, members of the Career Development Center. I reached out to some of my past professors on, you know, what do you know about a role, you know, called client service representative? Can you, you know, share some insight? And, um, I even reached individuals who currently were in that role at Viacom. Hey, I see you are currently a client service representative at Viacom. I actually have an interview next week 
I would love to hear, you know, how, you know, the day to day is like. And that's exactly what I did when I got to the interview. I name dropped. I said, yeah, I had a great conversation with so-and-so. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's one of our employees here. Oh, my so gosh. The, the cool thing was that I was tying it all together. Yeah. You know, and also shout out to, you know, um, some previous the sales alumni who, you know, allowed me to put them down as reference. Um, so many individuals came together to, you know, help me, you know, be as prepared as possible for this big interview that I had. And the next morning they say, congratulations, you had oh the role. Oh my gosh. Wow. And okay. Like amazing. And I know you just spent, first of all, you, you just told a whole story and I'm so happy the way, you know, you, you, you delivered it because it, it the timeline is, it, it all started from that tour. It's incredible that you, you literally took networking to a different level. I mean, you know, it was networking, <laughs> knocking on doors. And that's what, from telling your story, you demonstrated that it's totally normal for you to literally DM somebody and just tell them, hey, like, I'm a recent graduate. And as college students, as students, we have a, a, a what I call and what I've heard people call it a golden ticket where because you're a college student, more people are intrigued in you because you have so much potential uh, and they're willing to help you to get to where you are. Many people are receptive to that or attracted to the young people who are open minds because we are the future uh, of those of, of, of the companies of the, that they're hiring for. So what were the skill sets that they asked for or required that you had or maybe had to learn? Um, uh, and then maybe can you explain what really is a client service representative? Can you tell us what that role signifies and maybe what your responsibilities are? Yes. Uh, so a client service representative is an individual who is um, responsible for you know, maintaining a campaign for an advertiser who has their commercials running on our networks. So Viacom, which is now Viacom CBS, as they merged with CBS just last year, um, they own MTV, BET, Nickelodeon, CMT, Paramount Pictures, TV Land, TV Land Classic, and then some, you know, so mm. each client service representative is assigned a network, you know, and within that network, I was assigned, you know, TV Lane Classic and, you know, CMT. Within each network, you're now assigned advertisers. So you could be assigned Toyota, Burger King, Wendy's, you know, um, Nissan. So now these advertisers are now your select clients, you know. Each client service representative has about 10 to 15 select clients. Okay. With these clients, they reach out to you to ask, hey, Julian, could you shift our 30-second commercial running on Wednesday to Tuesday? You know, can you shift our, you know, or condense our commercial from 30 seconds to 15 seconds? Mm -hmm. So they have ads running on our networks, and it's our job to maintain the campaign making sure the client is happy. You know, okay. we're doing all the services and we're the representative of, you know, our specific networks. So okay. they may ask for a flow chart on how they did, you know, delivery wise, how many impressions are they getting on this specific campaign that's running at two o'clock. Mm. So in, in 
you know, our system, we're legit moving, you know, units or commercials per se, and we're putting them in select time slots. We're, we're seeing how much money a, a commercial spot is worth, you know, mm-hmm. and um, any, you know, questions that they have as far as, you know, moving around certain things on how, you know, the deal is already sp- spread out. It's our job to, you know, do that. And, you know, during that um, um, request, we have other members in the organization that we reach out to. So, for example, if they ask us to move a commercial from one week to another week, we can't just move it. We have to ask our pricing and inventory team. Hey, mm-hmm. um, looks like Toyota's wanting to move, you know, this unit or commercial from this week to this week. Are we allowed to? Do we have enough space, you know? And they say, hey, yeah, sure, go for it. We'll just approve it, you know? So we go through all of these different, you know, um, individuals to make sure, you know, we can actually, you know, attest or um, adhere to any of the requests we get from these clients. So um, as far as the skills brought in that I felt I I had was communication skills. the Creative Element Center helped, you know, me grow that tremendously, but also my part-time job before being a career ambassador as a cashier at Staples. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm in front of, you know, hundreds of customers per day, you know, needing to adhere to um, any problems that uh, a customer may have. And that was very similar to the client service representative role. You know, I'm working with clients and any problems they have, you know, I need to make sure how to, you know, be solution-based. And that was something I was able to, you know, pull from even during the interview and share, hey, yeah, I I work with customers all the time. You know, your clients will be no different. I'll treat them with that same respect and try to get, you know, um, anything they need. And as far as, you know, the things that I've learned or picked up on is uh, detailed oriented, you know, as um, a cashier, it's not something it's heavily important, but as a client service representative, it's super important primarily because you're dealing with, you know, deals and campaigns that, you know, their whole campaign could be worth a million dollars and you're looking at it and you don't want to, you know, move something over. That's the wrong cash amount, you know, because now that, you know, it, it, it makes their balance off and you don't want to, you know, make any errors in the campaign. So those are things I learned. Um, execution is something I've learned um, during, you know, this role where, you know, we have specific deadlines that these clients are asking for, you know, certain flow charts because, you know, they're the middlemen. They need to send, they're the agency. They need to send, you know, these flow charts to, you know, Toyota and, the only way they're going to be able to send it on time is if I, I send it to them on time. So mm-hmm. being able to, I'll have a little sticky note in front of my um, desk in New York that says execute. That's all it says. <laughs> and it, it it's so important because, you know, your, your, your position, your role is, is vital to having this campaign run correctly. Right. So, um, that's something I've learned, you know, detail orientation and executing and something I was able to bring, you know, that I already, you know, had from, you know, the career development center and um, staples was communication skills and working with um, people. Yeah. 
Yeah, excellent. And I mean, you're talking real money talk, right? Like, and you're part of the chain reaction for everything that has to be done. So many, you know, many times, like there's that little pressure, but also like that, um, like push to do and things effectively with your team. And, um, but yeah, thank you for sharing those skills that, you know, it is more about sometimes the transferable skills that you, that you embody and that you earn that you, you know, have the habit of doing more than the the class you took in the theory of it, because the theory is always there, but how, how do you manage that theory? How do you manage that concept in the real world with real people? So Julian, tell me about being in New York and the atmosphere in New York. Where is, where is Viacom located? Um, and just in general, what is it like? Yeah. So New York is, or I should say Viacom is located in the smack of Times Square on 45th Street, right across the street from Good Morning America. Oh my um, we are in it. We are right in the center of it where all the tourists come. You know, the Red Duffy steps are, you know, right there. Uh, the ball drop is right there. And, you know, every single day, you know, um, going into work, uh, the schedule or routine is, you know, 5 a.m. alarm clock. This is pre-pandemic. Uh, oh my gosh. 5 a.m. 5 a.m. alarm clock, you know, travel with my uncle who also works in the city to the train station. So 5 a.m., wake up, get ready. About 6.15, we're out the door, hop in the car, eight-minute drive to the train station, you know, park the car and in the parking lot, hop on the train. The train takes us from Suffern, New York, which I was living at the time um, with my aunt, uncle and cousins, mm-hmm. to Secaucus, which is a 45-minute train ride on the New Jersey Transit. Yes. From the New Jersey Transit, um, from Secaucus, I should say, it's a hub where you can you know get to any spot you want. Right. But after getting on that stop, we hop on another train, which gets us to Penn Station, which is about 15 minute, you know, train ride. So Penn Station is on 34th Street. We, once we get off of that train, walk 10 blocks to 45th Street to work. So, you know, individuals who, you know, would see my Instagram stories, you know, when I was working in the city would see, you know, go get it, right? a picture of, you know, the, the <laughs> atmosphere I was in, I would type, go get it. And the, oh, every single morning I'm in the city around seven thirty, seven forty-five AM. Uh-huh. So until 9 AM, right. So I'm, I'm in the city. I get, you know, breakfast, uh, I get settled in and, you know, I get to my office, my desk, and, you know, just start preparing myself for the day. 9 a.m. begins. From 9 a.m. to, you know, 6 p.m., 7 p.m. is when the day ends. And I do that same commute back home. So I would get home 8, 9 o'clock, you know, p.m., eat something, sleep, do it all over again for two years. You need like a standing ovation for that. I mean, <laughs> wow. I And that's a whole other thing that we can talk about, about people. When people, you know, accept a job offer, they, m- more than anything, they want to make it convenient. You know, we have to commute. What's the commute? But for you, like, 
the commute didn't matter. Like it seemed like you were willing to, you're willing to get up at 5 a.m. to be able to work for your dream company, regardless of how far you are. And I mean, you know, that, that is really, really admirable to, for you to, to show us that you do that. And, and, you know, now you're working from home, but really like once you go back and, and if you're still living where you are, like the routine is back to that. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it takes a lot, it takes a lot of, um, passion or determination to be able to do that every single day. So, Mm -hmm. you know, congratulations again, I'm very impressed. And anyone listening, you know, think about it. What would you, would you do that? Would you spend two hours on a train ride to be able to work for your dream company? I, I would love to shift to talking about who you are outside of work, right? Like, you are your own creator yourself. And, and, and that's why you and I, you know, are, are very, very much relatable. Like we relate a lot of the things we do because we have a sense of, of, of creation. Like, like you, you began a podcast um, and you are a video creator yourself. Um, you have the Chillin' with Julian, right? You have uh, Adventures with Julian. And you also have your own production company. I don't know if I'm missing anything, Julian. Am I missing anything? <laughs> Not at the moment. <laughs> I think those are your three identities right now outside of work. Yes. Outside of your role. Um, and, you know, you have, you have your own sense of, of creation and, and, and creativity. And I would love for us, for you, for you to tell me about how you began this creative outlet and... Um, you know, what was your intention and inspiration to begin, you know, creating videos, creating podcasts and, you know, introduce your identity, introduce all, all of your identities that you have and, and tell us, you know, what, what's the purpose and why, why did you begin doing it? Yeah. Thank you for, you know, uh, that word. I think the word identity is so important to how this began. Um, because if I'm going to rewind it back to, you know, when I've, personally feel I found, you know, my true identity. It was the 2017 Bulldog Bash, the entertainer, the guy who is the host, who's, you know, and, you know, sharing this big personality. So I do that in 2017, have opportunity to do that again in 2018. And that was normally my personality, you know, on campus. So individuals knew me as that, you know, individual. Um, the positive guy, the inspirational guy. It was just the identity I had everywhere I would go in, on campus at the career development center on the track team. So leaving the sales university, the identity began to start evaporating, you know, not only from the school when I'm away from it, but for me personally, because I'm not around all of the individuals who know me for that identity. I'm in a brand new company, Mm -hmm. large company. No one really knows that identity. You have to kind of reshape the identity um, to, you know, be in a work mode, you know, so you Mm -hmm. can't put all of that, you know, energy out there just yet. So for me, it was important that I create an outlet, not only to bring back that identity, to myself, because I missed it, but also to the DeSales University student body. What's a way, you know, individuals could still watch, you know, the positive, upbeat, energetic Julian Mm. and still get that inspiration because they 
said they flew from that person, I could still make an extension of that and they could still watch it wherever they go, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. So I thought of Adventures with Julian. Let's show where I am. You know, everybody's um, looking to, you know, hear updates and, you know, you can't hop on as much calls as you would like to with all the individuals you you knew at the school. So what if you did a video showcasing, you know, which was the first video, a tour of Times Square, you know, and now you're going on an adventure. You're seeing what lifestyle I'm in now. You, yeah. you know me from, you know, the bash from in school, but let's show where I am now. Let's show the chapter and the progression. So I was like, initially, let's make this a series and go to different places and still share that personality. Um, but then it, it came down to, you know, four episodes in where I realized or a friend helped me realize, you know, these videos are great. People are, are still being able to see the extension of your personality. But now you're in the, the YouTube game. So find a way to create value. So now I'm in right. it. So I'm like, okay, originally you want to, you know, make an extension of the personality. But now you, you've acclaimed yourself in the YouTube game. Now you have to get in the creator lifestyle and start thinking of new video concept ideas to become better. You know, are you going to just stop here or are you going to keep going? And that's what motivated me, you know, to keep going with the series and not only make it a tour based series, let's, you know, start making value. Let's start providing something for individuals out there who maybe didn't go to the sales. Now they like this personality. Mm -hmm. They don't know this guy, but what can he give as far as value other than, Hey, this is me. I'm here. And that's when I had an opportunity to uh, connect with a a classmate slash friend of mine who graduated the same year as me, who worked at the, uh, the PPL center, um, the Lehigh Valley phantoms at the time um, in Allentown uh, hockey team. And, and he said, Hey man, I, I'm loving your videos. You should do an episode and cover, you know, our building. And my jaw dropped because that was the first company I was going to be able to collaborate with. And now, you know, we thought of an idea, me and my videographer friend, you know, where, you know, let's go in, let's learn about, you know, the place, let's get a full all access tour. And, you know, they're letting us into places that, you know, not any individual would normally get let into the control room, the suites. And only myself and 69 News had the opportunity to get a full all-access tour ever. And like that video dropped and it's one of my still to this day highest viewed videos because the first thing that pops up when you type up uh, Lehigh Valley PPL Center is that video because you're giving value of showing what individuals, you know, wouldn't really be able to see, you know, and uh, along the way, the mission became bringing communities together through positivity. You know, yeah. what's a way we can go to a community and share, you know, and highlight what great things are happening. So now that's the theme. So mm-hmm. whatever community we go to, for example, if it's Zumba, if it's uh, the Iron Pigs, yeah. you know, all the episodes we did, what's one way where we can highlight what great things are happening here? Yeah. And share it on this YouTube page. And yeah, for the community. that was how the Adventures with Julian Brand yeah. um, was born. And and I love that. And for Shinlo Julian. 
I love that because it almost, it's like, also you should have another branch. It's like backstage tours with Julian, because a lot of times, like you said, you're showing the in, like what's happening in that, in that like network and what's happening and, and how they bring value to the community, which you then are bringing value by showing that uh, to the community. But yeah, that's awesome. And, and so that is, that is, that's how you started. You started with Adventures with Julian. And then how did Chillin' with Julian happen? Because that's your podcast. Yes. Um, so Adventures with Julian was about eight to nine episodes deep when we thought of the idea of chilling with Julian, you know, this mm -hmm. podcast um, was a way to connect with individuals, you know, specifically just one person, you know, adventures with Julian is like working with the company, showing what great things are happening in the community. But I, you know, personally would find value in watching, you know, interviews of people I was inspired by because you get the full background story of, you know, how they got to where they are. Yeah. And I said, what if, you know, You know, I created a, a podcast where I interviewed individuals who that I found inspiring, you know, that are local, you know, coming back to that same theme of let's show and highlight local individuals who, you know, are really doing great things. And the first episode was with um, an individual who actually worked as a caterer at Viacom's um, coffee shop and we connected, we, we became friends and she was actually also a musician. And, you know, I'm telling her about my aspirations and she's telling me about her musical, musical career. And mm -hmm. she's like, you should interview me for something. And, and I just always thought about when she said that to me, but Adventures with Julie wasn't the platform for that because I realized she's an individual uh -huh. um, and Adventures with Julie is covering companies. So let's create something brand new called Chilling with Julian. You know, we go on this adventure and let's chill out, you know, and have a conversation, you yeah. know, with an individual. We'll make it more um, authentic. We'll keep it, you know, super real and raw. And it will be a different personality, an urban way of, you know, connecting with um, our viewers. And now we'll have a brand new, you know, audience. set of viewers. Yeah, audience. And the episode launched, it, it dropped, and I really began to create a brand new I identity. You know, here I am all, you know, buttoned up for Adventures with Julian, but here I am just relaxed in my, you know, a bomber jock jacket, you know, and more authentic and more Queens, New York in chilling with Julian. And now it's, a brand new audience and now the mission is interviewing inspiring individuals to inspire others yeah. and now everything we talk about my questions are tailored so whatever the audience listens to from the guest they can get inspiration from it you know yeah. and that stemmed from realizing the formula of what's a way we can provide value and uh we're about 10 episodes deep We just shot an episode in LA and um, we're thinking about doing our 11th one in Queens, New York, my hometown. hometown. And um, yeah, so uh, that's how Chilling with Julian was born. Really like, mm -hmm. it really is awesome that you have such a, like um, you have a mission and purpose on starting what you are and, and, and having that, creating it, like not being afraid about like what people 
would think. Um, but just really like going with your intuition and really like manifesting what you want to do. And I think that's one of the things that, um, that I've learned from you, which is awesome. And I think, um, anyone listening that maybe has that spark like you, like, you know, they see a little, um, thing, like a little opportunity for creating something and, and mm-hmm. you are the, the example for them to, to take you as a role model and actually like go for it and, and start it because it can lead you to awesome. I'm sure you've met wonderful people and got connected with, you know, great companies that, you know, will always be there in your network, will always be there for help. And it's a win-win situation. So awesome. I mean, we will definitely link all of your, um, podcast and the and chilling with julian and adventure with julian on this specific episode so people can reach out and and look at your work um but lastly julian i know we are you know could go on forever because you have so much to to tell us um but i would love to hear you know what pretend like i always love to ask this question to anybody right like and we always get hit with this question of where you see yourself in the future, but pretend you're in, I'm going to be very specific. It's 2024. Um, and you are going forward in time. Where do you see yourself? Where are you? Um, like location, maybe what your role is, where you are with chilling with Julian, like, where do you see yourself in 2024, five years from now or four years from now? Uh, where do I see myself in 2024? That's a good question. Um, (laughs) you know, I think the pandemic has really real, really made me realize that, you know, the things that, you know, we see or, you know, um, have a picture for could, you know, go anyway, you know, but where I uh, personally, you know, would like to be is, you know, actively, you know, continuing adventures with Julian and chilling with Julian on, you know, whether it's the East Coast or West Coast, you know, the West mm-hmm. is definitely something that has been uh, on my mind for, I think, a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. Uh, going out there and seeing how um, much potential there is for, you know, produ- production um, for my brands and seeing how big production is and seeing how much friends I have out there doing production um, the production industry has definitely been something I've learned a lot about over the past, you know, a couple of months, you know, not only being on sets myself, but knowing what my guests need, knowing what, you know, my editors need, knowing what my videographers need and bringing something to life from scratch has definitely been something that I've just gravitated towards over the fa- past few months and, Wherever I am state-wise, I, I definitely want to be immersed in that production world. So definitely want to continue um, being in the entertainment industry, um, whether it's the production side or the business side. But I feel like in 2024, we would have produced a a, a an extra amount of work than we've done now. Like I, we're yeah. not, my mindset is like, we're not stopping and right. we're going to have more episodes by the time it's 2024. Absolutely. And eventually I want to have bigger guests on the show, you know, yeah. bigger, you know, companies on the show and, you know, start getting us more well-known uh, worldwide, you know, and yeah. have it be a, a household brand. And you think of these big actors, you, you think of these big actresses, 
I, you know, want to sit in front of them and learn, you know, how and what makes them so great. And um, my mindset is like, eventually when I do create, you know, um, or learn as much as I can from being in different states and working with bigger companies and bigger production um, individuals to come back, you know, to the Lehigh Valley, you know, and, you know, open up, you know, JFG Media Productions, the building, and now start hiring some, you know, the sales students for, you know, interns and, you know, have people, you know, rent out our studio, you know, to do their own podcasts. And my mindset is like, how do I, you know, create that opportunity to, you know, help out the next generation with everything I've learned. Yeah. So that's the overall arching That's the vision. That's awesome. I mean, I, I am sure. And the reason why I ask you is because, you know, you're a recent graduate, like you've graduated two years ago. And so I wanted to see, you know, maybe four years from now, you can look, ba- look back at this episode and see, you know, where you are and like just, you know, tracking back to Julian um, five, four years ago kind of thing. So thank you for sharing that. And I cannot wait to see, you know, what you what you create in the future. I'll definitely be one of your audience members as well. <laughs> um, Julian. What, you know, our audience right now are professors, you know, the sales professors, students, alumni who are listening to you, maybe your network as well. Um, What is one thing that you, um, that you want people to know about you and who you are as a, as a person? Uh, A dreamer, you know, I I want to be known as a a dreamer who, you know, doesn't think small, they they dream big, you know, Viacom was something that was, you know, could be seen as this big goal. Yeah. Goal or, you know, shooting an episode in L.A. could be seen as this big goal, but I want to keep, you know, my imagination open. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I, I always say, and the reason why I call you a creator is there, I think, right, this is my philosophy and I've heard it from a good mentor of mine is there is differences between dreamers. We have a dreamer phase. We're all dreamers. But then there is the the creators. And that is the people who don't just watch their dream like a movie. They don't just like they don't do wishful thinking. They do execution and purposeful action to get to that dream. Those are the creators, the ones that take action like you. And so, you know, I just want to say that definitely like you've proven to be that type of person. And, you know, anyone listening, we all have dreams and it's about how do we how do we take actionable steps to get to that dream that actually makes us fulfill it? Um, and it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing to have all of these goals, to have all of these dreams, uh, because ultimately there's, you know, we, that's what makes life so wonderful. And, you know, now I'm getting philosophical, but you know what I mean? Like, it's awesome. And, and definitely <laughs> just the little footprint that you're putting into this world. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what is one, maybe, um, encouraging thing that you would say to anyone and not just a student, but really anyone who wants to either work for their dream company or wants to begin their means of production, what is one encouraging piece that you would tell them? Um, I definitely would say um, it has to start with, you know, believing in yourself. You know, the the sales student body or anybody who knew me 
in the school or knows me now knows that my is if you believe you shall achieve, you know, it's going to be tough for individuals to believe in something that, you know, you have in mind if you don't believe in it yourself, you know, um, I think that's what, you know, allowed me to, you know, keep pursuing and keep going and, um, really achieve the things, um, that, you know, I thought of and dreamed of when I believed in it so heavily. You want to believe in it so much that there's no root doubt, you know, where, you know, even outside doubt wouldn't, you know, even affect you because you believe in it so much. You believe in yourself. Um, it sounds um, simple, but you, you, you need to, you know, kind of, eliminate the things that are Limiting stopping you yourself. from believing right. in achieving that thing. Yeah. You have, you have to uh, start pushing away the things that are coming onto the, the mindset of optimism and um, trying to be the opposite of believing. You, you, yeah. you need to really believe and, um, I think the other thing is, you know, have a plan, have a, a, a strategy to, you know, execute that certain thing you want to achieve. You know, you want to work at this company, who you need to meet, who do you need to, you know, um, connect with in order to learn, you know, what a person in this department does, you know, right. do I need to connect with, you know, five individuals on LinkedIn? Do I need to connect with, 10 individuals, you know, maybe mm-hmm. two may get back to me, but, you know, I'm going to continue to stay persistent. So, um, belief, um, have a game plan and stay consistent. You, you, if you keep going, it only takes that one person. It only takes that one year to get to exact. So you have to keep going and imagine yourself already there. And yeah. uh, you'll you'll eventually get it, you know. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I always say you gotta start showing up like the person you're gonna become. So embrace that, like show up as that mm. self, and and believe it, and don't let those limiting beliefs stop you from pursuing it. So that's awesome, Julian. Mm. I mean, I I just want to thank you again for uh, dedicating this time to speaking to me and speaking to uh, my audience. And, but thank you so much for being here and we'll talk to you later. Of course. Thank you, Carla. I appreciate it. And, uh, you have uh, big goals and big dreams ahead of you. So keep pushing yourself. Thank you.